Hey, it's Stephanie, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Hey everyone, Haney here. Uh, Today I'm diving into that dreaded time of our day, cleaning up. Uh, With this Back to Basics series, cleaning up is one that I definitely wanted to talk about. Now you may be thinking, well, you know, Sarah talked about cleaning up last week in her transitions episode, so I think I've got it. I'm a pro at transitions now, so we don't have any problems, right? Of course you're a pro. Of course you are. Well, my guess is, you know, you probably are a pro at transitions, but I want to help you focus more into cleaning up. Because while, yes, we do consider cleaning a transition, it's also really kind of not. Does it help us get from one activity to another? Sure. Do we have to accomplish it before we move on to something else? Yep, sure enough. But also, cleaning up is an activity in and of itself. Say what? Yeah, you heard me. (laughs) Cleaning up is an activity in your day. Some of you might even have that cleaning up time identified on your schedule, just like small group or circle time or art or outside time, cleaning up is an activity and it's one that we have to know how to handle and how to plan for it. And I get asked all the time, how do I get my children to clean up? And I know that it's frustrating. Nobody wants to clean up, right? Heck, I mean, It's a good thing that this is not a video podcast or you would see my awfully messy office. I don't like cleaning either, especially because with most of our day, when we clean up, we're often moving from a desired activity to an undesired activity. Maybe we're knee deep in building the tallest tower we possibly can. And when that visual timer goes off and the music comes on, clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere, we're forced to shift from, I want to do this, to, I don't want to. It's tempting to just not clean up. I get that. We can all get that. My office definitely gets that. (laughs) So when we get asked to help with cleanup time, the first question I ask is, what have you done to teach them? Usually... Typically, I'm met with a pretty blank stare. What? I teach colors and numbers and shapes and kindness and social-emotional cues. They just, they should just know how to clean up. Well, not true. We have to be intentional and teach about cleaning. Like Sarah said, practice using specific language. The baby picture is there on the shelf, so... The baby goes there. You can pick up the baby and put it on the shelf where it goes. Great job, all clean. We also work to explain that there is a reason for cleaning. We need to clean before we go outside. We keep our room tidy so nobody trips on a toy by accident. We also need to clean so we know where to find our toys when it's time to play again. And before I jump into building your toolbox with cleaning techniques, because that's what I'm all about, I just want to send a reminder that just with many things in early childhood, we have to repeat, repeat, and repeat again. You knew I was going to say repeat again, didn't you? You did. You said it to yourself in your head in in that time. Repeat again, right? 
they might not get it the first time, or the fifth, or the hundredth. We keep reminding them and giving directions because that's what creates those permanent neural pathways that are needed. So if a new routine or new technique doesn't work on day one, try it again, and again, and again. <laughs> you know I was going to say, and again. And here's the kicker for cleaning up. Your job is to join and model. Think of it this way. Have you ever been in a job where your supervisor just kicks up their feet and tells you everything that you need to be doing, maybe even sometimes doing her job or their job? It doesn't feel very good, does it? Well, the same is true for our children. When we take a team mentality and jump in and clean alongside them, it helps them to see that you care about the action too. But I also want to say, careful of the opposite. Oh, it's just easier if I clean up around them or after them so we can go on to our new activity. Or we have to stay on schedule to get outside, so I'll just do it for them. What I want to ask after that is, how does that help them to be self-reliant? Mm, it doesn't, right? We need to create these neural pathways for cleaning so they can carry that skill set through the rest of their lives. If you're struggling for time, allow for longer or look at your transitions. If it just isn't happening the way that it needs to, look at the process. Don't just take it over. Do something different, make a change, right? The only age group that I would say, you could probably guess, that could get away with not cleaning is infants, right? It's pretty, it's probably pretty hard to hold your blocks and crawl at the same time, I get it. But everybody else, if they're walking, they have a responsibility. We can start those cues very early on. It's our responsibility to keep our classroom clean and safe. Everybody pitches in so their job gets done. That's a great team building. Another big thing that I see is missing in a lot of programs is labels. This is always my like first go-to to help with cleaning up. It goes back to the whole, I don't know how to clean up and need to be taught mentality. And labels are a huge help. They help the child to know exactly where an item goes. Label where it goes on the shelf with a picture and the word. Environmental print here, people, it's important. And if the item is stored in a like bucket or container, put the label on the bucket too. That is for all those children who just love to dump out bucket after bucket after bucket of manipulatives, and then you've just got a giant Kilimanjaro mountain of things that need homes, right? The buckets will help. <laughs> So the labels serve a big purpose. They help everybody to know exactly where that item goes. Will they peel off the labels? Yeah. Do you need to put them back on with an extra layer of heavy duty packing tape? Also yeah. And if they keep peeling, find some acceptable alternatives. They're peeling because they're telling you they want to do some fine motor activities to work on those skills. So find ways to add extra tape to the table, put it on a different shelf, find ways to make it intentional that, hey, if you want to peel tape, here's where you can do that. Especially because when you start to allow that behavior in ways that's acceptable to you, eventually they'll lose interest in peeling those labels and it'll become just another part of the environment. 
they're gonna peel them early on because hey this is new and unusual and I need to figure out how I can interact with it but eventually they'll lose interest another thing to keep in mind when working through that time that window is time right it doesn't have to be perfect your cleanup crew doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to get every single item in its extra bucket in the exact location. And a lot of times, if we take too long fine-tuning the cleanup, the whatever, we've lost the already short attention span of our children, and they've already started pulling containers out to play with again. <laughs> Not what we're going for. So sometimes you just have to keep an eye on things. Make sure you get the majority of things in their rightful places and then just move on. You can do a deep reset at nap time if it means that much to you. Another part of cleaning that goes back to the teach them to clean is the follow through. I've worked with a classroom before where the teacher said they just won't clean. So I observed. About 90% of that cleanup time, the teacher was giving very specific directives. Yay! But then wouldn't follow through. So the child was told where to go with something, but the teacher never followed through, right? She was moving on to somebody else. So it was often left up to the child if they actually put the toy where they were told to put the toy. So when starting out with teaching how to clean, the follow through is just as important. You give directions for putting a toy away, stay with that child or observe them, split your time and observe them until it gets put into its proper position. Then we start the party. Oh my goodness, thank you. You put the doll on the shelf and that was so helpful. Way to go. Now we have a clean room and we can go outside. If there's no follow through, who cares if they put the toy away or not? Which means likely <laughs> they won't. <laughs> and finally with cleaning, we need to find ways that breaks it down into manageable chunks but also engaging. Have you ever been like on cleanup duty after a big party and just thought to yourself, where do I even begin? That's totally overwhelming. My office right now, totally overwhelming. I don't know where to start. So help them to break it into little chunks that seem manageable. If you clean up the square blocks, I'll do the triangles. How about you fill the animal bucket and I'll fill the car's bucket? You put five pieces of food in the basket and I'll put five dress-up clothes on their hooks. Looking at my office right here, right now, I gotta start with putting the books away and then move on to filing the giant stack of papers. And another tip here, let them choose. You've already given and identified two different options so they're not overwhelmed, then have them pick which one they want to do. It gets a little bit more buy-in. It helps the child know exactly what to do, but still have control over how they do it. And don't we all know, children just love control. Okay, so let me clean up cleaning up a little bit. First, we have to teach cleaning up. Just like everything else in early childhood, it takes a lot of direction, a lot of repetition, and a lot of practice. Have supports in place to help. Use auditory cues like your favorite song to help know exactly what they should be doing at the time. 
use visual cues like labels to help them know exactly where each item goes, and then break it into little chunks and make it fun. Find ways to make cleaning up enjoyable. I know me personally, I'm about to blast out some country music and tackle this office of mine. Because at the end of the day, we all need a little practice in this area. And until next time, I wish you well. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Casito Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at at Kids These Days Pod. Be sure to check out the resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, review, and hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Haney and music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.